the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. We're back for the second hour of the Bob France Authority. I am Khalid Namar. I'm, I'm having so much fun today. Um, thanks in large part to our fantastic engineer, Andrew. You're doing a great job, man. I'm having fun today. You're playing the tunes. We're doing, we're, we're having fun and relaxed today. Uh, if you want to get in, get in at 888-281-1110, uh, 216-901-0945. Uh, we got a few things I'm going to cover this hour, including a GOP lawmaker in Iowa who has jumped ship. He's sleeping with the enemy. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, I see my board here, and there's a name I recognize on my call-in board. And I, I only know one person by this name in the city of Cleveland Heights, and I think it might be him. Todd from Cleveland Heights, are you there? Hi, Cleve. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I am or not, so I apologize. When you were talking about these housing inspections and violations and all that, that just that just really torques me off. Um, we we in Cleveland Heights. I have a, a two family home. Um, I live in half. And I rent out the other half. Um, 
I have an inspection every three years. And the way it used to be was um, whenever you had your inspection, you would get a five or ten violations. And no matter what you did, they would always find something to violate you on. And then, but during that three-year period until the next major inspection, they uh, would give you that time to get caught up with it. Now they give you 90 days to do it, and in addition to that, they charge for they charge for every time that the inspector has to come out. So we have to pay for the inspector to come out, uh, and I just don't understand that. We have a, a sit, water it used to be Cleveland Heights water, and, um, and then they went to uh, Cleveland water, but we still get a bill from Cleveland Heights. But now they call it a uh, a landfill bill that you get. Um, I, um, I had a, a tenant who was hit in, uh, had an accident in his car, and he pulled it into his uh, car space and was waiting on having uh, an adjuster from the insurance to come out and see it. And what happens? I get a, a letter in the mail saying, hey, you know, I've got an abandoned vehicle and I need to get out. It wasn't even visible from the front. I don't know what's up with that. I changed the wheel on my car and uh, had it on a jack stand. Oh. And now I don't want to have it on one for a okay. long so time. Okay, so I got a, I got a question for you. So yes. w- what are you doing um, as far as your local politicians go? Are you very active uh, trying to get some of these no. procedures changed? Or w- what are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing anything, and I'll tell you why. Um, and it, I'm halfway scared whenever I call and even give anybody my correct name. Um, this is such a uh, – the political environment in this area and all over, not only would I not wear a MAGA hat if I felt inclined to do it, I wouldn't do that for anything in the world. I uh, wouldn't put a sticker on my car because my car would get vandalized. I don't want to complain about any of these things because they're going to win and they're going to take – their frustration or their anger out on me. Well, and it's it's mm-hmm. a shame to say that, but that's just the way I feel. Okay. Well, well, you know what? Um, thanks for your call. And, and I do, you know, understand your frustration because my mom was a building and housing inspector for close to three decades with the city of Cleveland. So I've grown up knowing quite a bit about how that industry works. And my, my sister is entering into the field. I, I, I'll say this to you. There are people out there who probably feel like you do, particularly Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights, I know a little bit about it. Uh, I know they have a city manager, um, and they're very, you know, active in trying to redevelop housing along the Superior Hill, Superior Hill area. I believe you need to find people who think like you. There are people out there who think like you, who feel like you are having issues. They work for you. These politicians work for you. So don't ever worry about retaliation. Now, I know you're dealing with, with politicians and then you're dealing with regulators. Uh, the rule makers, the rule makers certainly, uh, can be vindictive, but you have to realize you're paying their salary. You don't ever back down to them. And I would, I would try to organize and find people who think like you, who can start to get some of these issues changed because you can't, you can't bend and break uh to these to these bureaucrats because this is how cities are destroyed 
uh, I can understand how you have some trepidation, but I, I wouldn't necessarily bend. I, I would, I would let my feelings be known and try to find people who do share your frustrations and maybe you can change some things. And I think that that's a, a good possibility. Um, I'm going to go to Vince in Worcester. Vince, how are you? Yes. Uh, good morning, Khalid. Good morning. Yeah, uh, you're doing a great job. I'm enjoying listening to the show. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, anyhow, I, I just called because uh, I wanted to make the audience aware of something that I saw on TV last night. Like, uh, normally I kind of enjoy watching Frontline, but they had a, a show on there. They actually showed, like, an abortion procedure on television. And I am I am just about done with it. And this was this was on this was on Frontline? It was on Frontline last night. I mean I, I got sick I almost got sick to my stomach. I only watched it for about not even a minute. But I'm I'm thinking to myself, I don't need this cable T V anymore. I mean, if that's what I'm paying for, then I'm done with it really. So so were you watching a program on abortion? No, I mean I was just like once in a while, I I like to watch Frontline. I like to watch PBS mm-hmm. occasionally. So I turned it on, and then all of a sudden there was this show just like right in front of me. You know, it was like right in the the surgery and everything. Wow, it yeah. was horrible. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vince. And, and and I tell you, a lot of people are cutting the cable cord or the yeah the cable cord, the satellite cord. A lot of people cutting the cord and getting more into streaming and being able to choose more of what they want to see. And and I think as a consumer, that's your right. You definitely uh, should do that because you have that right. Um, cut the cord. It's it's very expensive. They bundle things together. You don't necessarily choose what you're paying for. So, you know, why not get rid of them? Uh, but I, I, I do agree with you. Frontline can be very, very interesting at times. I've, I've watched it quite a bit myself. Uh, but you can see a lot of the, past episodes on, on, on like YouTube or something, but I, I wouldn't, I, I'd cut them. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't talk to them, but at any rate, um, you know, I was talking about this, um, politician in Iowa who I, I've never heard of, but apparently he's a very powerful, influential politician. He's the longest serving GOP lawmaker, uh, in Iowa. His name, uh, is Andy McCain. He is jumping ship for the Democrats. So he's he's upset at Trump's uh, behavior. He's citing Trump's, quote, unacceptable behavior and is joining the Democrats. State Representative Andy McCain, a moderate from eastern Iowa, who's 29 years in the legislature, includes stents in the House and the Senate, announced a party switch at a news conference. So this is obviously very strategic for them to try to defeat Trump in, in Iowa. He called Trump a poor example for the nation, quote, and particularly for our children. Okay, let me say something to Mr. McCain. Uh, sir, if you're concerned with poor examples for your children or our children, you should leave politics altogether because that ship has sailed long time ago, sir. You jump into the Democrats will not make politicians better role models for our children. That That's so foolish. You have your right to to jump parties if you want, but talking about role models for your children, give me a break. Um, Are you kidding me? Politicians (laughs) 
<laughs> this is one of the dumbest things. I'm sorry that I've heard in a long, a long time. If you if you want to leave because of Trump, you know, have at it, but don't hide behind the children. Poor role model for your children. What in the world do you think Congress has been? What do you think your state politicians have been? What do you think your mayors have been? Do you know anything about this? Most major cities, you have corruption going on around most major cities in the country. Politicians being let out in handcuffs. And you're talking about you, sh- you should leave politics altogether and go like g- get a job, uh, you know, in a in a 7-Eleven or something. It's ridiculous. Poor role models for your children. Let me, let me just tell you something about when people jump ship like this. You there's no organization. There's no sport. There's no team. There's no church religion that one cannot justify leaving based on the behavior of its participants. So if you're a football player, you could say, I don't like the way NFL players behave. I'm going to leave the NFL. If you don't belong, if you belong to a certain church, you can leave this church or this religion based on the behavior that, uh, you know, people exhibit. I, I, I love this saying I heard. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what religion you belong to as long as you're ashamed of it or something like that. <laughs> I like that saying. But if, if you want to make things better for your party, you fight within the party. But jumping over to the Democrats, well, were you a Democrat all along? Because I can't see myself saying, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with the Republicans, which I can understand, but I'm going to go join the Democrats who share none of my values. So there, there's something of a, a rise here. But I just say, you know, God bless you. Good riddance. And we'll see how the election turns out. Um, you know, how, how are we doing on time, sir? You know, so we're going to go to a break right now. We're going to take some calls on the other side. That just got me riled up a little bit. Uh, we're going to take some calls. We've got Nancy and TJ on hold. I'll get to you on the other side. Uh, if you want to get in, 888-281-1110. I am Khalid Namar, and I'm in for Bob France on the Bob France Authority. France Authority. I'm Khalid Namar. Sitting in. This is my last half hour, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Wow. I'm just. I'm hoping that uh, I can come back. You know, Bob ever wants to go away on vacation. I hope I'm on his short list because I'm loving this. I'm getting used to the studio. I'm getting used to the engineers. I'm getting used to how all this works. You know, I love it. Um, it's a first class operation here, and uh, I, I'm thrilled. To have this opportunity, I, I can't tell you. I've listened to this network for about 15 years, so for me to be sitting here is is really surreal. It's like, you know, you grew up watching uh, an athlete play, and then you're actually on the court with them. It's kind of it's kind of great. So, at any rate, we got a short segment here, so I'm going to run through a couple of calls, and uh, we got Nancy on line one. Nancy, how are you? 
Hi, how are you? Uh, as I'm far well. as that uh, Iowa guy leaving the Republican Party uh, because of behavior, all you got to do is watch Maxine open her, Waters open her mouth, and that's enough to keep you away from the Democrat <laughs> Party. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But anyway, on that uh, last caller who said he watched that abortion issue, well, that's what happens when you don't watch the entire program. You don't get the gist of it. What it was is a documentary of an abortion clinic, I believe it was in Pennsylvania, and they actually showed two sides of the story, but they ended up uh, uh, wanting to show women why they make the decision of getting an abortion. Mm -hmm. And there was all walks of life, not just the poor. Uh, There was a corporate uh, divorcee who already had two kids, had an affair, got knocked up right away, decided she wants an abortion because it's going to ruin her career. Mm -hmm. There's another couple, they were married, they have an autism child, and because it, it was so demanding, they decided to get an abortion. Uh, but the woman was so torn up about doing it because she says she can just barely handle the autism child. Now she's got to bring two more in. So it was really a fascinating program. And then they showed a doctor who offers a clinic that uh, helps uh, pro-choicers. Okay. But not only that, he goes as far as giving them six-month shelter uh, when they have their baby, because a lot of them right. are young people running away from homes or leaving uh, um, uh, abusive relationships, okay. and they got no place to go. Right. So really, it's an interesting special, and they might repeat it on uh, PBS World okay. tonight, because well, they usually well, repeat. Thank you for clarifying that, uh, you know, Nancy. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, again, if he doesn't want to watch, he can cut the cord and... Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, we're going to go to TJ. How are you, TJ, in Cleveland? Yeah, hi, Kuwait. You know, over the weekend, I watched that movie, The Passions of the Christ. Yes. And I don't know if you've seen it, but very graphic. You know, the uh, flogging and the execution of Jesus. I mean, really graphic. Yes. You know, my whole life I read about it. I've heard clergymen talk about it. But until I actually seen it graphically, I mean, it took my faith to a different level. And it's the same with abortion. People need to see that, the barbaric procedure that's being done. They need to witness that. Don't read about it. Don't listen about it. Watch it. See it. And then when you go to the polls to vote, keep that in your head. Keep that picture in your head. I think it's a great thing that they showed how it's being done. And if he was offended by it, think about how offended that baby was, you know, that was butchered. Right. That's all, all I need to say on that subject. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. And, you know, some people feel that way. Some people uh, say, you know, if you don't want to see it, if you want to see it, then, you know, it, it's going to affect you in, in that kind of way. And you need to make a decision based on that. Uh, we got to take a hard break. We'll be back on the other side for my last home stretch as host of the Bob France Authority. I'm Khalid Namar, and I'll see you in a bit. We are back. You're back with Colleen Namar on the Bob France Authority. And my last 30 minutes. So I'm going to 
you know, cover a couple of things here. Uh, I want to get in there. 888 281 So I've neglected to mention what has, what has happened in Sri Lanka and, and, and talk about that. It's truly devastating because I'm reading a couple of stories here. One of them is about a, a, a man and including the people in the country of Sri Lanka, 300 plus people are are dead. God knows how many are injured. It is a truly horrific story. And it's it's so painful because a country that isn't as large as, as ours, but the, it, this not this is their 9-11. So it seems like every country is having a 9-11 now where it's the most devastating terrorist attack that the country has ever seen. A lot of people, a lot of countries have experienced that in recent years. It's very tragic. One gentleman who wasn't from Sri Lanka, he lost two of his children and another gentleman from Norway, uh, a billionaire, a very wealthy man lost three of his children. And, you know, so when I hear things like that, it's, it's difficult to, for me to try to have a bad day because that is truly horrific, awful, unthinkable. So I'm going to have a good day when I hear stuff like that. I just say, you know what, whatever is bothering me, I'm going to shake it off because there are people who have real problems uh, right now. You you can't even imagine going on past that kind of devastation. And we never find out what happens to people after that kind of devastation. A lot of marriages end. A lot of people eventually, you know, even after uh, Sandy Hook, we've had people commit suicide. You know, so this is something that just take a moment to think about people like that who in Sri Lanka and other places in the world who are really, really suffering severe devastation right now. So I just wanted to take a minute to talk about that. And and and, and this is all the importance of paying attention to what's going on around and around the world, knowing that there's a war going on out there, uh, not your traditional, you know, shooting war but it's it's a battle for civilization how are we going to live there are people out there who don't want to live like you want to live let's, let's just be honest about it not everyone can can meet in the middle they can't because there's a lot of people out there who don't want to live like you or i want to live i'm sure a lot of our audience knows that but a lot of people don't know that they're, they're very naive they think that somehow or another well we all want the same things well no we don't <laughs> we don't uh so that's really devastating. And I remember traveling back from Europe years ago, two months after nine 11. Uh, and it was amazing to, for me to, to, to realize, wow, I was on airplanes. I was flying through New York. I was, you know, traveling through Europe and knowing that people who were traveling just like me happened to be traveling on the wrong day. Uh, so you just never know. So, I just wish everybody would just take a, a moment to think about the people uh, over there and think about, you know, people here who, who are suffering through real devastation. So um, and how we can maintain our way of life here, because it's always under threat, and which is why I talk so much about the border and some of the issues surrounding the border. So that that, that was on my mind uh, yesterday and I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. So when it comes to uh, what's going on now in Washington, uh President Trump is beginning another battle. He, he doesn't want his days to testify. Uh, President's chief legal counsel, Don McGahn, has been subpoenaed. 
And apparently Democrats want to try to squeeze blood out of a rock. They want to see if there's anything incriminating he can tell them so they can go ahead and, and, and get their little impeachment uh, papers together. Um, the, the, Jared Kushner has testified numerous times in front of special counsel and yet defying predictions. He was not indicted. So I just want to know what do the Democrats actually stand for? What are their ideas besides having 16 year olds vote and getting rid of the electoral college? Like what, what is their agenda for the country? Because what we see now, it's all about destroying Trump. This whole thing with taxes, if they don't have a legitimate legislative purpose, I'm hoping that the courts will decide you don't have a right to see this man's taxes. If you just want to nitpick, this is an abuse of power. And this is why as a rule, I don't vote for lawyers. I have a lot of lawyers that are friends, but I don't vote for lawyers as a rule because only in Congress, they gunk up the system with this kind of nonsense. And I think that somebody needs to call them out on it. The criminal justice system and the legal system doesn't need to be cheered when it's going after somebody you don't like, because it could be you next. I always tell people that don't cheer because it could be you or somebody you care about next to defend someone else's rights is to defend your own. And I actually, this is why I defended, you know, not necessarily in a legal sense. I defended Joe Biden because I felt he was being smeared. I don't want to see people smeared. Fair is fair. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Uh, I defended Hillary Clinton years ago, a woman that I do not like at all but I felt that the media years ago during the Bobby Kennedy comment she had made it was a controversy about that which people were trying to uh, insinuate that she was waiting on Barack Obama to get assassinated while she was hanging around in the race the media made that story up so I I defended her in that because this media is pretty treacherous so we have to actually keep some sanity and realize wait a minute that's that's what liberalism really is. It's it's liberty. It's civil liberties. It's standing up for people's rights, even though that person may oppose you. And I actually will speak out on just about anybody's rights if I feel that they're violated because it could be me next. And I want that person to speak out for me because I think we're getting to a place where this politics of personal destruction is getting way, way, way out of hand. Uh, and Trump is no saint. Uh, I'm, you know, of course he's not. Uh, um, really, Trump was my 17th pick out of 16 candidates. So <laughs> I think that was true for a lot of us. So we know what Trump is. We know who he is. But you know what? With all his warts and bunions and scars, I'll take him over pretty much anybody in the Democratic field. Because one thing he has that a lot of Republicans don't have is that he fights the left and he actually fights for American sovereignty. And, uh, you know, his flaws, if we can keep him, his biggest problem to me is, is his mouth. You know, Trump is running against his mouth. He's never running against his opponents because he has a very large foot and he loves to put it in his mouth. If you can control that, which he, which he can't sort of his biggest strength and his biggest weakness is, is his, he doesn't have a filter. So it's, it's like a, a fighter. You know, your biggest strength can be your biggest weakness. Your, your punch, your ability to knock people out is your strength, but it's also your weakness because you always go to it. And I think that he's not really coachable, which is proven by a number of people who just decide I can't talk to this guy. I have to, I have to leave. 
He just he's just not coachable. Uh, if he was this 20, 30 percent more coachable, he would be a, a, an amazing politician. But he's just a New York, as my mom calls him, he's like a New York street dude. You know, he just smash mouth politics all the way. I'm hoping that he doesn't revert back to some of the same things that he did in, in 20 in the 2016 campaign, which I'm sure he will because they worked. Um, let's just hope. Uh, let's just, just, just hope and pray. Um, so right now he has this fight with the Democrats on the, you know, on the taxes issue, on who's going to testify. And we're, we're in for a pretty, pretty ugly, ugly battle going into the, the campaign. But I want to talk more about, uh, but Nancy Pelosi, uh, splitting with her party on this impeachment questions because she has a little more sense than I gave her credit for. So people in one faction of the party want to impeach Trump. But some of the older heads in the party, like Bernie and Nancy, are saying, well, that's not the most sensible thing to do. I think they've been around long enough to know that it's a, it's a, it's a pretty dumb idea. And the younger, more exuberant members of the party are not looking long term want impeachment I think it's a bad idea we know it was a bad idea when Republicans did it to Clinton uh, some of the younger heads know uh, or don't know that Mike Pence is, is, is in the batter's box so do you want do you really want Mike Pence <laughs> because I mean you know it's not like both of them are a package deal you, you know you elect them both at the same time and then you impeach them both no you don't that's not how it works so you get Mike Pence and uh, if I was Mike Pence I would be more out front and saying do you really want some of this smoke <laughs> so you get rid of Trump I'm next in the batter's box and I don't think you know they, they understand that so you know if I'm Mike Pence I'm on TV every day saying hey okay if you want it I'm here because um, <laughs> a lot of people really think Mike Pence is the devil I had a guy tell me the other day he just think Mike Pence just hates gay people and I say, what do you think? He wants to put them all in camps. I mean, they really think this guy is evil. And it's like, I don't understand the, the hatred for, for Mike Pence. Um, Mayor Buttigieg from South Bend seemed to have gotten along pretty well with uh, Pence until he decides to run for president. Now Pence is the boogeyman. So he needs an enemy. And what better enemy of a gay man running for president than Mike Pence? It's like he's your Lex Luthor. Uh, so to speak. So I want to see what happens when Buttigieg tries to hit the campaign trail and really has to get out there in front of people. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see him fall apart just like Beto. Uh, I love saying that name, Beto O'Rourke. Um, the guy who basically is, you know, he what was he skateboarding through drive through restaurants. I mean, what kind of silliness is that? I don't understand why people find that appealing. You know, I want to be your president and me get on my skateboard and go through, you know, fat burger. I mean, that's kind of silly. Um, but people love coolness. They love style. I personally don't care about style. Uh, Trump to me is like Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, Indiana basketball coach, legendary coach, very volatile, temperamental. Uh, certainly is eruptive. But he had the highest graduation rate in the Big Ten. I think second highest graduation rate in the Big Ten. He also uh, won championships in conference championships. So Indiana University put up with him for many, many years until they couldn't anymore because, you know, results matter. The guy's personality was not the best, as Trump's personality is not the best. 
but I just like his result, and I like the fact that he is he he he'll take the gloves off and and, and punch back at not at Meryl Streep or LeBron James, but at political opponents because I think that some of those Hollywood fights are really silly. The tweets are silly. Uh, you know, the nicknames, I don't like the nicknames. I don't like the, the pencil neck, uh, Peter Schiff comments. I don't, I don't like any of that. I just wish she would stay focused on who the enemy is. Yeah, punch them all day. But don't fight Hollywood celebrities and NFL players. But I, I guess that I'm, I'm, I'm wishful thinking because Trump is like that kid in the playground who always has to say something back when someone says something about him. He, he's so, you know, he's so thin skinned. And I think that that just drives me a little, a little, a little nuts. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, since the Mueller report came out, um, his poll, his approval ratings have dropped. And I think it's mainly due to the uh, part two of the Mueller report, which talked about the obstruction. So on the one hand, he seemed to have been vindicated with the part one of the report regarding Russia collusion conspiracy. But the obstruction part of it seems to have, you know, damaged him even further. But I don't know if it'll translate into votes or not. But we we shall see. Uh, I've downloaded the Mueller report on my phone um, the other day and read some of it. I don't know if I'll ever have a time to sit down and read 400 pages. I have a, I have a little bit more to do with <laughs> my time. I'd rather let other people do that. I may if I'm if I ever catch a flight somewhere soon, I'll read it. You know, read through it. But I'm not gonna please. I have more better things than than do to read the middle report um you know that that's not a good use of my time even though it's my job <laughs> i guess in radio but i'll i'll find a time to cover the most important parts of it at some point but i think that the Mueller report is going to it's never going to end for, for democrats this is they're going to keep fighting until trump it can no longer serve a another day in office so for those of us who are tired of this we have a lot more to deal with a lot more than news cycles. So anyway, um, that's it for this segment. We're going to be back on the last segment of my time on the Bob France show. And I am sorry to say, so one triple eight, two, eight, one, 11, 10. If you still want to get in, phone lines are open. I am Khalid Namar and you're listening to the Bob France authority. WAKradio.com is where to find the Bob France authority podcast. Sold I to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pits But get there We are back in the final segment of the Bob France Authority. Uh, I love that song, but since that's going to usher me out of here and uh, don't know when I'll be back, <laughs> not all that happy to hear it, but uh, it's been a blast in this chair and working with the uh, staff here, uh, having fun with my guy, Andrew. You've been awesome, fantastic, been having ball today. You helped relax me today. You know, some of the tunes you were playing helped relax me. It's been pretty cool. Good. I'm glad it could help. Thank you. I, I said if I get my own show, you know, you're my guy. You, yeah, you, you, you're coming with me. <laughs> I just hope I can pay you enough. 
<laughs> so uh, I, before we get out of here, I'm going to talk about Bernie Sanders. Okay. This, this guy, uh, I, I have never, I mean, he's a nice man. I'm sure. Very nice man. I think he's sincere. I think he believes what he says. I don't think he's a phony. I don't think he says things for political uh, gain or favor. I think he's a very sincere man who just happens to be socialist loon. Um, I don't think there's anybody he thinks should not vote. He thinks the I think the Boston terrorist, you know, even people like I think he was asked, do you think people in prison currently should vote? And he basically says, yes, uh, Let's take a listen. I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Okay, so someone brought up an excellent point because if he's talking about his fundamental or constitution, it's a constitutional right to vote. Well, does that apply to the Second Amendment? Because the moment someone commits a crime, their Second Amendment rights are taken away. So. How do you feel about that? That was an excellent point somebody brought up because bottom line is you you lose rights when you commit crimes. You, there's a lot of things you can't do. But Bernie thinks I, I don't think there's anybody he thinks that shouldn't vote. You already have illegals voting in elections in Maryland and in California in local elections. I, I just would like to know where's the line. I'm always asking, like, where is the line? You know, and Bernie, very, you know, sincere man. I, I, he cracks me up with the millionaires and billionaires. He, he just loves to go in on those guys. This guy has never held a job until he got into politics, which I find to be stunning. He went all these years. His only job has really been a politician and he has three homes. You know, he makes, I think he said he made $500,000 last year because he wrote a, he wrote a, wrote a great book, wrote a pretty good book, you know, which I don't know what that book is. Um, you, sh- you should read it. Uh, no. No, we've already read the Communist Manifesto. We don't need to read it again. Um, but I, I just can't wait to see this campaign heat up because some of these these policies are absolutely or just ideas, just nutty ideas. I'm looking for a sane, just a sane, rational Democrat. You know, if if you're out there, call me, please. Uh, love to have you on. Um, <laughs> but this, there's some really bad people who don't need to vote. I'm sorry, they don't. There's some bad people who don't need to be in this country. I mean, if we have them in prison if they're legal citizens, but if, if they don't need to be here, I don't think that everything is for everyone. I just think there needs to be there needs to be some value placed on something: American sovereignty, the right to vote, something. You know, it's not just free for all. Everybody should have everything. You know, everybody should go to college. Everybody should have this. Everybody should have that. It's ridiculous. You know, say, uh, what's it? Elizabeth Warren wants to just have everybody's debt wiped out and she wants everybody to go to college. I mean, it's okay. It's easy to, to, to forgive debt when it's not your money. And I tell people the government doesn't have any money. The government only takes money from taxpayers and, and gives it to other people. They don't have money. So forgiving someone's debt, it's not their money to forgive. And that's what Elizabeth Warren doesn't understand. But I think she's going to fall away very soon. Uh, her and Bernie Sanders are basically the same person and just one is hairs longer. That's it. Um, but you know, I still am trying to make up my mind as to what's going to happen on our state level. Um, because there are some representatives I don't want to see around anymore, but 
I'm going to hopefully get a chance to go to the RNC again and, and ask some of these questions to people. I don't think I'll be allowed at the Democratic Convention. I don't think they want me there. Um, <laughs> there's some people there who uh, I've not been so nice to on social media, and some of them have blocked me. I get I get, I get blocked quite a bit sometimes. Uh, I'm not necessarily insulting, but I do challenge them on things. They end up blocking me. So we'll see if some of these people uh, I can get a chance to interview. I've already been stood up a couple of times for interviews recently, uh, but I, I do plan on going to the uh, the RNC definitely, and maybe the DNC, um, and maybe we can get to answer some of these questions uh, and, and get some interviews. But uh, we shall see. So that is almost that is the end of my time, and maybe I'll be back one day on the Bob France Authority. I really enjoy sitting in this seat. Thanks uh, to the engineer Andrew again. You've been fantastic. Uh, thank you. Thank the callers. Thank our guest. Micah Derry today, Scott Ulinger, and maybe I'll see you again. Maybe you hear me again one day here on the Bob France Authority. I am Khalid Namar. You can catch our show on Sunday nights, the Todd Allen Show here on AM 14, the answer, AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks a lot. Take care. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.